Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds Podcast. Episode 317. 317. Holy shit. Halfway to... Uh, Go ahead, do it. Nine. <laughs> no, a third of the way to... Shit, I should have figured this out. <laughs> 634. Six, well, that's two, That's halfway to 634. It is halfway yeah. to 634, but it is a third of the way to... A thousand. Not, no, yeah. 900. Just shy. And, uh, just shy of a thousand. Just, yeah, just 951. Nine, is that what... Yeah, it's 51. 951. You figured it out. Nice. Multiples of 17. Yeah, I don't know that I figured it out, Graham. I just... It's just math. Like, it's not even hard math. Right, but <laughs> it's, it's... not even algebra. It's just arithmetic. Right, but it's not like multiples are 17 or something that people are constantly throwing around. It's not like a 15 you could... I went to a charter school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 17 multiple charter schools? We took, we, took we took our multiplication tables up to 17. Yeah, oh. and it was a base 17 math table, right? <laughs> well, I'm out now. Now yeah. I'm out. Doesn't take long to lose me. That's why I don't do improv. <laughs> Yeah, because you just be like, yes, and I got to go. Yeah, yeah. The- yeah that's a great way to end an improv skit. Yes, and uh, I got to go. Out. This is, I don't care where we are. <laughs> there was a sketch show in Cincinnati for a long time called Underbelly. And one one day, my brother and I did a sketch where we were, since we were Cincinnati's only over 40 improv troupe. <laughs> and uh, we, would the take su- <laughs> we would take suggestions from the crowd of whatever they yelled out. Uh, it was like there was this bit my brother came up with, not even a comic, and somebody would yell out like the laundromat, and my brother would be like, Bzz, "Well, my clothes are all dry. You want to go get some tacos?" And that was the whole thing. Every place they yelled out, we were just leaving. <laughs> <laughs> a spaceship. Glad we landed safely. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that was tough. You guys uh, want to go to a hot tub? Yeah, I feel like some tacos. You guys want to get tacos? <laughs> <laughs> well, we should introduce our guest. No, then. no, no. <laughs> I can't do that. We should it ourselves. I'm Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And, and our guest is Jeff Tate. Hey. First hey time on the podcast. Yes. We've done shows together. We've done Doug Loves Movies together numerous yeah. times. And, and we... Uh, do we do an interruption? Do we do a movie interruption together right there? Yeah, Breaking Away. Oh, oh in Indianapolis. That, that was, was a good or, one. Uh, Bloomington. Yeah, yeah. I had my... Uh, to this day, that's the only time I was ever good on that show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. That I still remember. That I made a joke about a guy dropping a whole bunch of notebooks, and then everybody laughed, and I was like, oh, this is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> but like the first five things I said, no one laughed, and I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> I actually, actually remember that notebook joke. Yeah, it killed. Yeah. It killed. <laughs> that was one of the more fun uh, movie interruptions because... You saw a movie that was shot in the area. In the area. Mm-hmm. And then when they... Uh, like. I almost came to tears. It was so adorable when they're singing the Indiana fight song and then everyone in the theater starts singing along. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. They showed the front of the theater in the movie. Yeah. Like, we were in a building that the... F- Very meta. Whoa. Never. That's never happened to me before, I don't think. I've never been in a movie theater that was in a movie. <laughs> I don't think I have either. I think I have, that's ever happened. Uh, Speed was the one I was in. Oh. Uh, when we were watching at the Chinese theater and then when the... The crash at the end in front of the Chinese theater. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, yeah? That's cool. Yeah. Out of those subway tunnels yeah. that, are, that everyone knows about, because everyone takes a subway so much in right. L.A. It's very Especially very in the 90s. It's so common. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it definitely was so common in the 90s. What do you think the street reaction was when that subway car came crashing out of the street? Do you think, I think like 50% of it was like, holy shit, there's some kind of major disaster. But I think the other half was... We got a subway. There's a subway yeah. system in there. How do we get a? When do we get a subway? It's like, well, it can't go to the airport. 
Well, not <laughs> not now. Yeah. yeah. There's no way it goes there, but it only goes about four different four blocks. That's about it's it. actually they've expanded it, guys. I love yeah. public transportation, and there's a light rail now that's going to go all the way to Santa Monica. It opens May twentieth. Oh, but from where? It goes from, from the from, airport. From, well, there San Francisco, <laughs> yes, yes, Las Vegas, <laughs> Venice. <laughs> it just goes like four blocks. It Alaska, goes, the moon. <laughs> when you say when you say light rail, it's just one of them uh, things that where people sit facing each other, but they all have pedals. <laughs> yeah, like one of those booze bike things. Yeah, 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 booze bike thing. Everyone sings Garth Brooks, and you get all the way up to Santa Monica from <laughs> way down in Venice, Venice California. California. It's three quarters of a mile of nonstop cycling and boozing. Yeah, those yeah, things yeah. look awful. I've, I've seen them in Santa Monica, and I go, and everyone, everyone looks like, I'm like, that looks horrible. I don't understand how like you series? can... Like, like, how are they... It's like a giant bicycle, so everyone, uh-huh. there's like 10 people, right. and you have to pedal, and then the, the gag is, ah, we're drinking beer and pedaling, but it's like, that sounds, if I was going to just drink, I'd just want to drink, and if I want to ride my bike, I'm just going to go fucking on a bike ride. Not, right. Neither one of those things should be together. I don't understand how you can pedal uh, the way you're facing and move the that other way. That drives me crazy. I like go that, <laughs> I how can... does that happen? Like You're like moving like a Oompa Loompa. I don't like it. Side to side. I want to outlaw these things. Crab walk. <laughs> <laughs> I think that if your thing, if if your uh, transportation choice does not have uh, walls and a roof, it should not be able to play music. <laughs> like when a fucking motorcycle pulls up yeah, and it's yeah. listening to death metal or whatever, it's like, dude, you don't even have like this is just in the. On the street, yeah, you're just making everyone listen to this. That's not good. So I don't want like a boombox on wheels. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. yeah, with a hillbilly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So hillbilly. W- we've got a lot of movies to talk about. All right, buddy, uh, let's get into let's, it. let's start. We're gonna do. We're gonna go through Jungle Book, Criminal, and you saw Demolition too. Yeah, I um, saw part of Elvis and Nixon and part oh. of uh, Hologram for the King. Excellent. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You did a little movie hop. I had a lot of time in Vegas. Uh, yeah. I was in Vegas for six days. I want to say this thanks to everybody who came out to the uh, Improv at Harris in mm-hmm. Las Vegas. That was fun. And I posted this a lot online. I found out Tuesday that, that Harris is no longer, they didn't renew the contract with the Improv. Right. So the Improv, which has been there for 21 years. And we've played it for a fair amount of those 19. I've played yeah. it since 97. Yeah. I was there before Carl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so you. Sound wow. Yeah, I've been there many, many years. And. It's there. It's closing May 29th. So it was a little weird. I was like, yeah. "Where's Mark Curry going to do his club dates?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. That's a great question. I don't know what's going to happen with that club, but I had a fun week. Uh, cool. Probably my cool. last one there. It's uh, so we got a, a lot to talk about too, and we're going to be hitting some DVDs with the Ride Along Two, Krampus, and. Uh, we're going to go into the vault and talk about Tears of the Sun and SWAT. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, yeah. So Somebody went on Netflix yes. this weekend. We don't have... I mean, I, I watched a lot of movies this weekend. Good, right. good. So we don't have to... We, we, can, we can clear those up quick. SWAT is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the LL Cool J one? Well, I don't know that it's... Like, people there, rarely refer to it. Has there been more than it. one SWAT movie? There ha- well, no, I think there was a sequel, but... Uh, who knows? This one has LL Cool J's in it. It's okay. Colin Farrell and Jeremy Renner and Michelle Samuel Rodriguez. L. Jackson, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, it is. Because there was a TV show, then there was one movie, then I thought there was a, maybe there's not a second movie. I'm not sure. There shouldn't be a Boy. second movie. There should. <laughs> there should have been a first. Movie. Yeah, they should disallow. <laughs> I like them. stuff like that too, and it still didn't work. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, all right, we want to start with uh, The Jungle Book, because this is like a giant movie. It's making a fortune right now, and I am so happy to say I was wrong about this movie. You liked it. I did. I thoroughly, I enjoyed it. I was like, I was against it. I was like, this trailer looks awful. It looks like just a copy of the animated movie. There's no reason for this to exist, and it's always a wonderful, pleasant surprise when I'm wrong about a trailer and the movie is actually good. So... John Favreau did an amazing job with this film. It kind of raises the bar for CG animation. Really? In the, movie. Um, the animals look amazing. But here's the thing, it, it, too. It, it's raising questions, too, about is this an animated film? Because it was shot on a soundstage in downtown Los Angeles. There's, they went to zero jungles to shoot this movie. So everything is uh, was chroma keyed. Like they said, they didn't use green screen because of uh, all the greenery. They went back to blue. Which was an interesting really? thing. Yeah, so everything was kind of blue screened. And uh, it was really, really good. There's there's one live action actor in the entire film. That's the And kid. that's the boy. Yeah, Mowgli. And everything else is. So I understand uh, Neil said he, he beat out 2,000 actors. To yes. This, and this is his first ever acting his first role. First acting role. And good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice work. <laughs> Vegas improv yeah. is closing. Good, good for you. <laughs> uh, I didn't even mean to. I was just walking by. They said, hey, you look like Mowgli. And now I'm an, I'm an actor. All right. I guess now I'm a movie star. <laughs> so, so this movie, um, it, it, it's interesting that John Favreau did a really nice job with it. Put it together. It's seamless. It really is. It looks like you're in the jungle, but nope. It's a soundstage. Now, there was some controversy where it was like, well, is it all Green Street? Did you build any sets? And they're like, mm-hmm. no, they built some sets, like some partial sets, some po- like uh, some more elaborate sets. And everyone, all the adults do a really good job. Like Christopher Walken is great. Bill Murray is great. I'll tell you, for beating 2,000 actors, uh, Neil Sethi was a little flat. Like I'm thinking, is this, this is the kid that really? beat everybody out? Yeah, he was a little flat. Like when you look at like, Kids like Haley Joel Osment, like when they first came on the, you know, you see them on the big screen right. for the first time, how amazing they are. Um, this kid was definitely a little, little flat. Now, he had a really tough job. Well, he was Haley jo- not yeah. acting against any other actor. That wouldn't be, yeah. I mean, that's tough for yeah. an adult actor. Right. Can you imagine uh-huh. just run around this blue right? <laughs> room and pretend that <laughs> a lion's a chasing yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, pretend there's a tiger. So There's a bear uh, that talks at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. And he, and he sounds like the guy from Groundhog Day. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Haley Joel Osment <laughs> only had to uh, act in front of that ghost. Right? But right. he was on set. Right. Was I mean, he? Yeah. He was dead the whole time. He was. But yeah, they, they actually oh. used the actor. I feel like they could have <laughs> done it set. cheaper if he yeah. was dead the whole time. <laughs> they could have just put an actual ghost right. in there. And, yeah, just uh, make it look like a ghost. Why they had yeah. to, like, I'm the guy that doesn't understand it was supposed to be a twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you this, because I know, like, so we talked about this. I think last week. Yes. Because there's all these big name actors, like it was mm-hmm. Gary Shandling's last film. Yes. What did that work or not work? You know what? It was um it was really interesting because I thought it wouldn't because they're such big names and such uh, recognizable voices. Sometimes that when you do animation it's a detriment because it distracts you from uh from what you're trying to see. Like, you just go, oh, well, that's Gary Shandling, or that's Christopher Walken, just, right. uh, that's Bill Murray. But um, this is one of those times that John Favreau, he just made it work. Like, you know, you, you felt like, no, that's that's the bear, that's the tiger, that's... Idris Elba does an amazing job with Shere Khan. So it was something with 
the um, level of technology and with just the direction of the actors that just meshed really well. So I, I was really happy to see you know the way this film kind of came together. It's definitely different from the animated film. They changed the ending, which I wasn't in love with, uh-huh. which is interesting. And this is a slight mild spoiler. I mean, we all have seen the can movie. I guess yes, <laughs> uh, Mowgli and Baloo meet at the top of the Empire State Building <laughs> on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, it's very close. Very yeah, the original, close. it was Christmas. Yeah, I just didn't, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't like to change. Um, so, small spoiler if you don't want it spoiled, but it, it's it's pretty obvious. Like, And I really felt like this was kind of like, well, we got to make it different for a new audience and change it. And you don't really, it's a well, classic you did. story. You yeah, did you make it different did. You by having the way that the technology yes. made it different. And that's fine. Like, you don't need to, like, I felt like, well, we got to change the end. I felt like there was like, because it, it felt forced. It was like, well, no, everything worked out and he stayed in the jungle. All right. So this is, I'm like, mm, yeah, but now you lose all of the um, allegory of basically childhood Zen when he goes back to, you know, the man, the quote, man village. Right. And there was a lot of... Um, there was a lot of emotion then that you just kind of lost right. with the uh, with the bittersweet ending of like this part of your life is over, uh, you know this is the family you're leaving and moving on uh, into adulthood. So you lost a fair amount of that. Wow. <laughs> so now you know the only um, recourse for Mowgli now is to become Tarzan. So that's it. Maybe he's staying in the jungle. Oh, okay. That's it. Franchise. <laughs> Franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Mowgli <laughs> fights Tarzan in something. I'm not sure, but. Uh, but this is Christopher Walken's first Disney film since The Country Bears in 2002. Nice. Um, but it was... It, that guy it, makes good choices. Yes. <laughs> it was good. And now, the other thing I, I found, too, like, there was very little music in it. But they put, like, the two classic ones in. Like, I want to be like you. Uh, um, the Christopher Walken did it. They added some new lyrics. And also, Bill Murray did Bare Necessities. Right. So, they did. It wasn't wall to wall. It was a couple in there, but it was so photorealistic, and it was so much of it was so much of a darker tone and more of a narrative driven. You could have dropped out all the music, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Oh, wow. it, it would That's have been it would have been fine. Um, I would have liked to have seen more of the snake. Uh, Ka Scarlett Johansson it was just one scene, but everything looked really good. I was really happy to see because this easily could have been a fail, <laughs> you right. know, in the wrong hands. This could have just been like, an, say, an Alice in Wonderland where it's all CG, everything's thrown at you, and it, it, it looks pretty, but ultimately it's a mess. But no, John Favreau really um, knew how to pull this together, and it was it's a really it's a really solid film. All right. Mm-hmm. So now, 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 will it be nominated though for you know best animated or not? Because you only have one live action actor in it. Is That's interesting. Yeah, that, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. That's an interesting discussion that I'm sure we'll talk more about. Is just the how technology is kind of changing some of these categories. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, like because it doesn't look like a cartoon. It's photorealistic, but yeah. you have talking bears and, right. and wolves in it, and only one live action mm-hmm. actor. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about now. Jeff, you saw Criminal. Yeah, I cannot wait yeah. to hear I'm about excited this. Excited. I I almost saw that. So. I wish I had taken. Uh, I am not going to be able to do as good a job with this movie as you did with Jungle Book. <laughs> I figured I'd come in and be like, I, I saw a Criminal. It was pretty dope. And then that's yeah, it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I figured you'd be like, what? You're dumb. And I'd be like, I oh, know. And then we'd. It's not Doug Loves Movies, Jeff. Yeah. It's all right. You can just have a nice, friendly conversation. You don't, there's no contest. There's no. No I, one's going to hashtag team anything. <laughs> Our, the oh, Dick yeah, DLM no. listeners probably don't listen to this. They're just too busy being dicks. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Some it's the internet, man. They're just a bunch of ghosts, right? Uh, so, do you think uh, Kevin Costner did a good job in this movie? Was it ridiculous? Was it fun? What? What? How? Why did you enjoy it? I feel like it could be all of those things. Kevin Costner was a little like, like he growled. <laughs> was he doing Liam Neeson? Is he doing? Was his he doing like? His, was it like his Taken? Everyone wants a Taken now. Every aging actor wants like, a Taken. I need a Taken. Yeah. I guess it could be. I mean, it does feel like who's the what's the name of the guy that directed taken um the first the fifth element guy yeah, well, luke luke Basson. luke Basson. it feels like one of those movies but it isn't actually the first taken was directed by pierre morel um and he did uh they're going to take you but he did he was the guy that did um <laughs> the transporter and transporter 2 but he also did uh he worked on well, it felt like a, it felt like a Luc Besson movie. It felt French, yeah, <laughs> like a French action movie. Fair enough, but uh, better. I don't know. Like well, not like what it was, was the basic story. The, the story is uh, Ryan Reynolds is a real CIA quick. So, agent. so Taken Two was written by Luc Besson. Uh, it was directed by Oliver Mangan. But I know what you mean. It had that Luc Besson feel. But go ahead. Mm. Go yeah. Ahead. Uh, uh, Kevin or Ryan Reynolds plays a CIA agent who has stashed a computer guy called the Dutchman, like a hacker. Ah, uh, the Dutchman. You gotta yeah, have a code name if name. you're a hacker. Yeah, and his, <laughs> he's some Dutch guy, and his his <laughs> hacker name is the Dutchman. Like, mm. no, he put no thought into it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, not even flying Dutchman. He was just anything. like, what should I, what should I call myself? And they're like, I don't know, you're Dutch, right? Huh. Oh yeah, there you go, Dutchman. <laughs> and so he stashes guy because it should be like you're right he should be like from ecuador but he does everything in a wooden house or something or yeah he wears wood shoes he wears yeah. wood shoes <laughs> he or just like, walks around and- or he created some program called the wooden shoe and that was how he got into the cia or backdoor something. windmill no yeah, so, so. no this guy worked for uh, the Dutchman worked for a Spanish anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already sold. Got Go it. I'm in. Of course. Who advocates the overthrow of all governments. Great. And the Dutchman has has something called a uh, wormhole, oh. which gives him control over every uh, United States defense weapon system, of sure. course. And so he's trying to sell it back. Like he breaks from the Spanish anarchists and is trying oh. to sell it back to America, but not like, like in a weird, like somewhat altruistic, where it's just like he just wants out. Like he didn't realize mm-hmm. that this was going to be right. so bad, and he's just like, I need some money right. and passports just so I don't get right. killed. Or the Americans could patch the server. But go ahead, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had locked him out. Right. Oh, oh, okay. It, there's a lot of computer I stuff. You. I kind of yeah, I bought it. I'm like, all right, well, that makes sense. All right, now they couldn't. I might now that this. might be the secret for why I like things that you don't like. Where when it gets when it gets real technical and uh, like when they try to explain it and whether they do a good job or not, I have no idea because I glaze over oh. and I wait for them to be done <laughs> and I just I just sit in my seat thinking it's a movie. No, we're not going to do this. Why are you telling us how to do this? Just say that guy did it. I don't give a shit how he did it. <laughs> and then they do all of that, and then it's like, well, what? Why'd you stop? Show me. Uh, why don't you go back and show me how he learned computers? Why don't you show? <laughs> where did he go to school? I want to see his degrees. Why, yeah, like, want to see him in coding class? Yeah. So I'm supposed to believe he knows all this stuff, but I don't know how he learned it. 
how do you how come you when you make the movie you you can you can uh, project onto the audience that they'll just understand that he learned it but not understand that he just did it like why do i have to see him do it right it's all fucking boring and that's usually where movies fall apart is right. when they try to be like but no this is how it could really happen and it's a movie i don't give a shit yeah just get to it man <laughs> Do that stuff from the trailer I saw. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ryan Reynolds stashed him and was taking him uh, the money and the passports and whatever, but then he got killed oh, right so, at the beginning. So Ryan Reynolds is the Dutchman's handler, you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, right at and the he beginning. Failed. Oh. Well, yeah, I mean, if you see, it was, he went out like a hero. Mm-hmm. Attaboy. Uh, but there's a doctor, Tommy Lee Jones, plays mm. a doctor who is doing an, uh, is, uh, several years away from human trials, but he has... Managed to <laughs> implant uh, memories f- from a dead mammal into a live mammal's brain by mapping the neural transmitters, and then and how blah, would blah, you blah 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 and blah, how blah. would you know if you're successful? Well, no, I've heard well, about this actually. This is called the uh, the Freaky Friday studies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he did it with rats, and apparently rats uh, could walk straight through a maze in one turn that they've never seen before when he would move the memories from a rat that had mm. been trained on it mm. or whatever. I don't know. This is another thing where they were like, no, this is how it could happen. And I'm just like, this is so this doesn't happen. So just put Ryan Reynolds inside of Kevin Costner and let's get to business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this already. Have him piss in the same fountain. Wasn't that yeah, that yeah. movie with uh, Jason Bateman? Like, who, who cares, man? Have him piss in the same fountain. Like, just do it. Get to it. And then they... Then they what? So he moves the memories, and he can only move the memories into a human's brain that is not, like, where the frontal lobe is not fully something, something brain stuff. And Kevin Costner is, like, a real psychopath, criminal. Oh. Uh, no, uh, that's where he gets the name. He's a criminal. But he has no uh, no empathy or whatever, sure. and he got... He had a head injury when he was a child, so, his, so his, he has an undeveloped frontal lobe, which... I guess controls the impulse control and stuff, which that actually like that part was true. I guess like if it's something you can Google, <laughs> they probably got it right. <laughs> <laughs> but so they move Ryan Reynolds' memories into Kevin Costner's brain. Oh, crazy! Uh, but you know, of course, it like only kind of works, and it's making Kevin Costner feel real crazy because he's got two memories and. But he has no feelings. He he doesn't feel love or hate or he has no he can't uh calculate the consequences of his actions in any way. Whatever. He's like a real dangerous person. And but now he's got Ryan Reynolds' memories in his brain, so he starts to feel things or whatever. Uh, it, um, it's still pretty cool. That's cool. And Gary Oldman plays Ryan Reynolds' boss. Well that's the thing. This the this it's got a lot the, of people. The in cast it. is pretty solid. It's Gary Oldman, it's Tommy Lee Jones, you know. I mean, uh who else is in it? Like even uh, Wonder Woman. Gail yeah. Gail Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah. Yeah, she's in it. She's great. So it's 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 so it's one of these movies you go in, you kind of throw the the suspension you're just like whatever. Sure. Disbelief, I don't need yeah. facts, don't care, but it's decent action and indecent. Yeah, yeah. I mean right. it was still it was still fun like it's got that like that mild science fiction twist of the memories, but mm-hmm. and then there's like maybe the memories will stay and maybe they won't, and okay, so. they don't know like they don't know if it's gonna actually work, but they're it's very uh I liked it, I thought mm-hmm. it was super cool, I mean, I left for some of that talking, 
So like, just like you know how when you're in a movie and then you get you get like a few texts or whatever yeah. and you're like ah I'll get those after, but then when they start doing all the like when they're trying to explain how this could really happen, I was like ah, I'll go I'll go respond, <laughs> get out of here for a minute. <laughs> but I really liked it. It was good action, uh, good. Well, that was the thing when I saw the trailer. I figured it, unless it's just god awful. When you see a trailer like that, you go okay. You know what you're getting. Yeah, yeah, you're whatever. They sort of flim flam science and just kind of, but right. just to let Kevin Costner run around and fuck people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was pretty cool. Like, right. I kind of like seeing. Well, it really Kev- is the Taken model. Right. It's. Uh, yeah, but Kevin really Costner, I'm not tired of Kevin Costner yet. Right. <laughs> in this like, there was that movie, Walk, uh, Walk Amongst the Tombstones. Right. Uh, with Liam Neeson. And that movie was good. Mm-hmm. It was based on a book that was good. Right. It's a good movie. But no one saw it because it just looked like another fucking Taken movie. Well, that's the problem. I mean, and it Ta- wasn't. It was a drama. Well, that was the thing. When Taken came out in 2008, it was like a total departure from what he'd been doing. And right. it was like, what? It was this who? And it was just like, this is awesome. So then he's done... Eight of them. Fi- yeah, <laughs> no, like 50. Yeah. Like he's done so many. He's taken against the wolves and taken right. against yeah. the, you know, like. Taken on the airplane. Taken, taken yeah. on the airplane. <laughs> exactly. That movie, Unknown. Right. Which, as a goof from the poster, I tried to guess what the movie was about, mm-hmm. and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and then I saw it, and I was real kind of bummed out that I'd. Was like, oh man, <laughs> I kind of already knew this. <laughs> so, the, well, that that's the thing. And if, if Kevin Costner's, he's been releasing kind of these movies. He plays a bad guy or CIA. They just haven't done. They really didn't kind of blow up the way Taken did. Yeah. Right. But this movie, I don't know. I this I was one of these movies. I go, all right, this will be on a plane on an international flight, and I'm going to watch this, and I'll be. Isn't that great? The way two two hours, the way the movie producers they uh, they keep chasing that trend. Like we got to hit that taken gold again. (laughs) Keep making the same thing over and over until we hit it again. The whole point is, well, you hit it because you didn't hit it again. It was new. It was different. Yeah, yeah, but maybe. uh, I mean, can I spoil it? Taken, sure. No criminal. Nah, don't spoil the ending. All right. Did they? But they left something open, maybe. Yeah. Okay. All okay. Right. Like maybe there, maybe there can be a whole bunch of these movies, oh, which would be super rad. Right. Maybe there's a mashup. Maybe Taken and Criminal, you know, have to solve some crimes maybe together. Maybe Jeremy Renner will take over the franchise. Maybe. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> he did such a good job. They all came back to make a new one. <laughs> <laughs> these guys who vowed to never make another board movie saw Legacy and were like, yeah. We should probably do this again. Like, yeah. We don't want that to be what they remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't even hate Legacy. It but. was okay, but the, stacked up to the other Bourne movies, that they're, they're all. I really like the Bourne series, yeah. and that one was just like. And I like Jeremy Renner, but it was like. I don't even know if I like Jeremy Renner. Like I, I thought so, but now I don't know. Like, because like he's one of those guys that like when you're watching the movie, you're like this is cool. This is a good movie. And then, but then when I think about him, it's like, eh, he doesn't ever have to be in anything. I don't give a fuck so about that So he gives guy. you a bad aftertaste. Yeah, I'd rather, like, Born Legacy, like, I feel like his head is shaped weird to be a Born guy. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, Matt Damon's head is, got, like, kind of ovalish, but, like, long ways. And Jeremy Renner's kind of got Stewie face a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't have a good born face. No, it's a little wider. Yeah, he needs a good oval. But my friend was in Born Legacy, so 
Uh, what she, kind of face did he have? She played Blue Lab Doctor. Oh. And, uh, man, I, I can't tell you how disappointed we all are that Blue Lab Doctor didn't get back in this newborn movie. <laughs> <laughs> she really but they didn't spin off a Blue Lab Doctor series. Yeah, why can't Blue Lab Doctor be in this? Yeah. You're going to need another Blue Lab Doctor. We need a side story. <laughs> I always get... Blue Lab Doctor goes to the mall. What yeah. if those are like wacky comedies <laughs> with the, in the Bourne universe? It's all Blue Lab Doctor. No, this is a good idea. Hold on. <laughs> Can I see your pen, please? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to write something. Hey, how does your pen work? Yeah, just turn is it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't write. That's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I'm a comedian, but I do what I, I, I'm more of a stream of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> I write on stage, guys. <laughs> That's a code day for guys that don't write jokes. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I saw, I saw Demolition. All right. So, yeah, how was that? The poster makes it look like Nightcrawler. Well, he well, does look right. It's he Jake does. Gyllenhaal with sunglasses. He looks crazy. Um, so this movie, I was, I was very much like, I don't know, because the trailer here's the setup. So his his wife dies, and then he just kind of loses his shit dealing with and kind of figuring out who he is and mm-hmm. and and his relationship with his wife. And I was like, eh, I don't know. It ends up being kind of entertaining, man. It's uh, he does a good job as a guy that's that's losing his shit. Chris Cooper plays his father-in-law, and Chris Cooper I really like. Now, is this a drama or is this like was she killed? Is this like a revenge story or is it? No, it's a pure drama. It's pure drama. Not, it's not. Okay. It's it's she she dies in a car accident, so got it's it. not like he's got to find a bag of money or whatever. Right. It's just like <laughs> it's like what would any regular guy do if his wife died suddenly and how would he deal with it? And, and, Mm. and, and he kind of loses his shit. And, and then he meets Naomi Watts. Um, this, this vending machine doesn't work in the, in the hospital ER, like 10 minutes after he finds out the news of of losing his wife. And he's like, and then he decides to write a letter and that's like sort of how he vents. And he writes these long letters explaining like, you know, (laughs) I don't know if our marriage was working. And, you know, like he goes into, he like pours his heart out into this customer service email that Naomi Watts eventually um, responds to. And they have kind of this weird relationship. (laughs) And there's times when I was like, oh, this is bullshit. This wouldn't really happen. And then I thought, well, actually I started to believe it because I like, he's broken. Right. And when you're completely broken, you get into weird relationships yeah. With other broken people. And you make weird decisions. You make weird decisions. And it, I was like, like trying to have a snack 10 minutes after your wife dies. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, exactly. That's insane. But like, <laughs> I feel like I probably wouldn't eat for a little while. Like, it probably wouldn't occur to me. Yeah. Who knows? But that's the thing. Like, maybe that, you're a stress eater. But that, yeah, yeah exactly. But that's the I'm thing. I'm totally a stress eater. <laughs> so you might have, you might have just punched a wall, a hole through the, vending machine and just cleared it out and sat there like i've yeah. done some crazy shit i have never had something that severe happen to me but i've had some tough stuff and i've just done some crazy shit where i just was like and then you kind of go what uh did you write any letters yeah i wrote crazy blogs and i wrote journal shit that was well, crazy and mm-hmm. and and so so it, to me it, then it sort of makes sense and chris cooper is the dad who lost his daughter and he kind of never really liked his son-in-law and they have some good scenes together, um, and uh, I don't know. It was it was it was it was like entertaining. Is it like a movie? Rush out, go see it in the theater. Eh, I don't know. I mean, if you got nothing to do and it's playing, and you want to go to a movie, I'd see it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something when it comes out on DVD or VOD, it's something you'd watch at home and go, "That wasn't bad." And oh, Jake cool. Gyllenhaal some some decent scenes, and so Naomi Watts is good, and, and it was acted well. Yeah, it's acted well. I mean, it's it's uh, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's. he's uh, 
Yeah, I don't know that I want to. This doesn't seem like my kind of movie, but I'm more of a dear God fella. Like it sounds a lot like dear God, <laughs> dear God. That uh, Greg Kinnear movie. Yeah. yeah, or maybe a Tuesdays with Maury, something like that. I don't, I don't know no. what you're talking about. <laughs> Today's Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I take away from this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you guys always tape on Tuesday? Is that the name of the show? Yeah, I thought it was like called something else. Tuesday but. taped. Is that why you like Maury? <laughs> um, so yeah, is this movie like amazing? It's just, it's it's a decent it's a decent film and it's 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 an okay. interesting sort of character piece of watching a guy lose his shit and how he gets out of it like what's he gonna how's he gonna deal with this and it's oh, cool. I like how they handled it great yeah yeah all right all right well we have a sponsor this week oh shit yes Pro Flowers uh, Mother's Day's coming up Graham and uh, the mothers have to be taken care of and what better way than with 100 blooms with a free glass vase for 19.99 plus shipping and handling uh, i have gotten my mom this a lot i've, I've yeah. used this for my mom i've used yep. this for other relatives uh, this is examples please uh, <laughs> <laughs> i sent i sent one to greg kinnear yeah um did you address it to god though yeah i yeah. said dear guys yeah. of course i did yeah. uh god needs flowers guys working hard or or she or whatever um but no this stuff is honestly um this and cherry's berries they're owned by the same company so i don't yes. think they'll get mad <laughs> but these are my two favorite they're the go-tos they're great go-tos because yeah. here's why they're great oh shit i forgot to nope go to the website yep. bing bang send it out and who doesn't love getting flowers yeah like i like it i just, send me some flowers and it's reasonably priced too the other thing that i like is you can upgrade um you can do a premium vase and gourmet chocolates for just 9.99 more uh, but you got to use our coupon code CFN. And you get a vase. You get a vase yeah. out of the deal. How many vases do you think we have now? I have they, about they, four. Yeah, I have, I have, I have <laughs> about at least four Every time when they, have, they send yeah. us flowers, which is awesome, but I was like, there's a new vase. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, Merch. Yes, yeah, we're going to be selling I'm going to put vases. a Palm Strike <laughs> logo on that vase, <laughs> and I'm going to move some units, kids. <laughs> So all you got to do is go to the blue microphone in the top corner at proflowers.com. Type in CFN. That's proflowers.com. Click on the microphone and type in CFN. Remember, Mother's Day is next week. 100 flowers and a vase for 20 bucks plus shipping and handling. That's a great deal. Add another... For another nine ninety nine, you get uh, flowers and stuff. or uh, Chocolate. Chocolates. Come Mm -hmm. on. And a premium vase. Premium vase. That's a good... Mother's Day is next week. I forgot. Yes. Pro flowers. CFN. I'm in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, it's the best for yeah. when you forget shit. Because they you... have an app too, by yeah. the way. Oh, oh really? Nice. Yeah. Oh, it's even easier then. Look at you, Jeffy Tate, for getting mm-hmm. a lot of holidays. Nice, nice app. Look at that. It's a. Uh, That's not even on the ad copy. Wow. <laughs> that there's an app. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> no, there is. I, I, uh, my mom, my mom also has a birthday. Uh, <laughs> wow to, stop name dropping uh, i try to recognize all the holidays that involve my mom birthday mm-hmm. christmas or hanukkah i yeah. suppose if you're one of those if you're, uh, one, if you're one of those <laughs> nice if you're one of them <laughs> as well as mother's day so flag day you can get some profiles i will say are we done with the ad yeah yeah we're done I, there should be a button or something where you can go to proflowers.com and, and click, like, we broke up. Oh. Right? I don't need to keep getting emails at the beginning of February telling me that Lauren's birthday is coming up. 
Oh, you're It's mad. been six years, Pro Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it, and you're still yeah. not. <laughs> there has to be a update relationship preference somewhere. Yeah, in yeah. The account. I'm, I'm actually there. There, I'm sure there is. Or maybe, <laughs> or what you do is, uh, you send her like a, just one black rose every year on the anniversary. <laughs> just like we're done. Remember, it's yeah, over. Yeah, they either need to let me tell them that we broke up, or put a dozen dead roses. <laughs> <laughs> as an option <laughs> alright so, did you get any that were sent to the wrong address that maybe were mailed back and now, now you can't do anything with them and yeah. you're wondering what to do with them I have an address there you that go that you can send them send all send dead to. flowers to the exes that's awesome <laughs> yeah we can do deadflowers.com we can get our own app <laughs> <laughs> All right. Things not working out with your agent. <laughs> <laughs> unhappy with your yeah. lawn care guy. <laughs> well, if you're that unhappy with your lawn care guy, yes. I bet you have dead flowers in your own yard. It comes yeah. in an urn. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Nice. Um, all right, with so, their name on it. Yeah. And the next year as the final year. Their birth year and then the next year. Nice. Like, yeah, you fucking watch your back. Well, that sounds like a mob hit. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, yeah, deadflowers.mob.com. <laughs> slash. Dot deadflowers.com yeah. slash mob. Give it someone the black spot. Uh, <laughs> use, so we, use, use our coupon code uh, to, uh, two in the chest, one in the head for <laughs> 20%. So, trailers. We've got two new big That's, trailers right. that uh, dropped Magnificent Seven, directed by Anton Fuqua. That's the biggest red flag I have. Why? I, I want to know everything about your Antoine Fuqua beef. It's, it's, my thing is. Ooh, it's going to take a while. It's going to, he, I've never seen him direct a full movie. I've seen him do a first, good first act or half of a movie, but then the things always fall apart. And I, like, that's what always, it's so, it's so frustrating because I think if he could put together a full film, it would be awesome. And I think he'd be a great director, but then things always fall apart with his Or movies. he has to rename them, like the Equalizer. If he would have renamed it How to Kill People at a Home Depot, then right. all right, I would make more sense. I will what? say this, the Equalizer, I actually did watch that on cable. First half, good setup, right. not bad. Not bad. Mm -hmm. The second half is fine. The second half, he's sort of taking the TV series and saying, all right, here you go. It's almost like he did a pilot episode of a series. Yeah. And I was fine. And I was like, okay. He but, never... He, he, but how uh, ridiculous was it that he killed 200 people at a Home Depot? <laughs> yeah. And there's I a mean, gang of 200 people. And it was like it was the first... It was only like eight or nine. Second, yeah. In fairness. In fairness. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know... Home there was Zangief from Street Fighter 2. He killed that guy. Nice. Fist fought him to death. So oh. I don't know, like Magnificent, Magnificent Seven, I, I see a remake, like, okay, but then... I don't know. I do love Denzel Washington, and I'm I really I'm on the fence about this movie because uh, the thing about it is that Anton Fuqua has that might help him is there is actually a specific movie to reference with a beginning, middle, and end. Right, like he can actually take this blueprint and actually make an entire film and put his style on it. Mm -hmm. So, or will it be just uh, as usual a good setup, all style, then falls apart? At you know, mid to the end. Well, it's funny. So where they, does uh, where guy, does Training Day fall apart? Training in the second half. Here's my problem with Training Day: is I love the setup of, and it's such a great like dilemma of 
do the means justify the end? Like Denzel Washington's character of, you know, this is how I fight. Okay, rookie, you think it's all, yeah, you know, and, he, and, and then the second half of the movie, Denzel is just, oh, he's just flat out evil and bad. And it was just like, ah, he's just killing people. And that's, yeah, yeah. I was like, I wish it would have been. Like the shield. Right. The what, shield was an excellent, but it turns out maybe it takes more than two hours to properly do a story like that. Right. But I think you could you could have done that correctly where you just have you see sort of Denzel on his day-to-day street thing and then they get a case and you see how he handles it and then maybe like maybe he does put the guy put the guy away but did like okay I was living in LA um it was about 15 years ago when there was that special unit that the gang unit in LA the rampart yeah yeah like Here's the thing about that, which was which was interesting. Crime in those neighborhoods was way down when they were just out whacking guys and killing guys and putting yeah. their, their card, their death cards on them. And so when they went away, there were certain people in some of those neighborhoods who were like, oh no, and I was scared. And that, so that's, that's an interesting discussion and debate, I think, of, okay, they totally went outside the law. They were just rogue cops gunning guys down, but look who they're gunning down, evil guys. And let's, let's have that movie you know, show the day-to-day workings of, of, of that. And do, is, is that, do we, as a society, do the, do the means justify the ends? I love that discussion and that debate because it is like a, it is a quandary. And even if at the end of the movie, you're like, fuck, I don't know, you know? Well, you know, what movie really did a good job dealing with that is uh Jack Reacher. <laughs> 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 but Jack Reacher brings up an excellent point. The the thing I did like about Jack Reacher is he is he you know there's that him and the 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 cop is like doesn't quite get along with him or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, you think you're better than me or whatever. And there's that one scene in Jack Reacher where he says to the cop, he goes, "You and I got the same job. The difference is every single the difference between my job and your job. Every single one of the people I'm bringing in is a trained killer. Yeah, every suspect. Mm-hmm. Every suspect. Every single suspect is a trained, trained killer. killer. And the cop kind of stops and looks at him and goes, "Oh, damn," yeah. you know. And he also says something great in Jack Reacher. He goes, "There's four types of people that join the military: um, patriot, yeah. doing it for my country; family business, grandfather, dad. We're all in the army. Uh, um, nowhere else to go. My only option, and I want a license to kill." Yeah. You know, I knew a guy that wanted that. Yes, yes. I've talked to guys who were like, "Oh, the worst thing about being done, coming home from Iraq is you know they don't get to kill anybody anymore." Yeah, wasn't that what that movie American Sniper was about? Yeah, it was a part. I mean, so or that was the part that was the end that they didn't get to. Right. Well, that was the that was the 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 dilemma. I mean, then whatever people talked about the book, but that's my point though. Going back to Training Day and why I I, I worry about Antoine Fuqua is. That's what I wish Training Day would have become, as opposed to just oh, Denzel Washington is 100 percent evil and corrupt, and and yeah. rookie's got to stop him. Anton Fuqua is a great cinematographer, right? He is. When you, when you look at it, like the way he composes and sets up a shot, the way it goes together, just the look and feel of each shot is really amazing. It's just narratively, he can't put a story together. So it, it's one of those weird things where, like now, but if he has this story in front of him, maybe. He'll, this movie will. Well, what about a uh, shooter? <laughs> like, I really like shooter, and I think that 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 went okay. I mean, but I that was ba- that was based on a book, though. Mm-hmm. Well, so he, maybe he if there's he a if that, there's a template, there's an existing narrative. There you go. That's yeah. the thing. Right. Shooter yeah. is shooter is decent. Um, but then I've seen shooter 
enough times that I almost have to consider it one of my top 50 favorite movies. <laughs> All right. Like, like, I just, like... Fair enough. I just... When I see it on Netflix or whatever, I'll mm-hmm. I'll push play and then just be like, right. I guess this is it. I guess I'm in on this. And I've read a bunch of those books. When so, I found out it was a book, I read a bunch of those books. So The Magnificent Seven, I'm it's, getting back to that, it, it, it really looks like it, it's, it's old school filmmaking. It's remake, big budget, lots of stars, classic story. This is all... This is based the, on The Seven Samurai. Yes, of course. And you've got, you got a great cast. Yeah. You have a fantastic cast. Big stars. Chris Pratt, Vincent D'Onofrio, Denzel mm-hmm. Washington. Ethan Hawke Ethan is Hawk, back. Yeah. Come on. Skarsgård. So it, it's really... It, it's <laughs> Who's the... Uh, uh, is that the the Asian fella? Is he from? Is he the guy from the Good, the Bad, and the Weird, or uh, uh, Snowpiercer? Which I can't I remember which from, one. He is. Uh, I saw the devil. He's from. I saw the devil. He's from Terminator Genesis, uh, GI Joe: Rise of the Cobra. Oh yeah, that dude's. He's, just, he's that dude's pretty cool. He's a, so, he's a good. Like I mean, as far as charisma and right. be, and watching him on screen, so, he's very. You know, cool. I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. Okay. Like, I, I want to see it. Uh, but I'm wildly I'm not, optimistic, but I'm not going <laughs> to expect too much. Now, I think this is going to be my top in my top five favorite movies of all time. All right, wow, Fair enough. swinging yeah. for the fences. Yeah. Jeff I think Tate. two of my top five favorite movies are coming out in the next five months. Really? So, yeah. X Men Apocalypse, the next trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I love no. how how this is a final version. Like they always like now big budget tentpole movies now have to have multiple versions of the trailer, and each one um, releases a little bit more information. Right. And now, um, you know, Marvel did the last Civil War trailers, like when they showcase, oh, you got to see Spider Man's in it. So, and yeah, then this yeah. one, sure enough, in the trailer at the end, you see Wolverine's claws come out. So like well we had some help Shh, you know you know snicked you know you oh. see the claws come out so uh, and this movie whenever a trailer shows nonstop destruction of cities and mountains and everything else it makes me a little worried because then like well is that all there is to this entire film do you have to show me every explosion in the trailer <laughs> so I, I don't know I I'm I'm not sure about this movie it might be like. It feels like it's too much apocalypse overdose. Like not see, enough X Men. Yeah, not enough X Men. Too much apocalypse. Like it. It really feels like it's like you were we were talking about earlier, like San Andreas or one of those just yeah. big disaster movies where everything's blowing up and then it just happens to have X Men in it. Yeah, it's too. But I'm not that interested in the X Men. So you have any of the X Men movies ever? Did you like? like I saw the I saw the first two of these. Right. Of uh, whatever those are called, Future Past and mm-hmm. First, first Class. Class. Yeah. Uh, they were I, I enjoyed them, but right. I don't. I have no, I don't care about the X Men right. at all. Mm-hmm. I kind of think, I kind of think they're boring, mm-hmm. and I also don't understand why they fight each other, and also why <laughs> they don't just like. Why is the government like we got to round them up or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's like. Oh, are we doing this allegory again? We're doing. I learned that word earlier in this episode. Uh, we're doing the the whole uh, internment camp. Yeah, right. And, and they're all Marvel properties too. But Fox just happens to have the rights to X Men as opposed to the, well, that's, the that, Avengers. That, and I, I think that's and an interesting. Yeah, point. it sounds like a fake. It, it the trailer I saw looked like a fake Avengers movie. Right. Right. Like like right. they heard about what Civil War was going to be about. And we're like, well, let's do that. And then they brought it. Then yeah, they have we're, that. We're not weird... giving back these rights to any of these characters. We're keeping them. Yeah, they had that weird like Thanos character, right? 
whatever is just like, no, we have we have that stuff too, space. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point because that that is the case with a lot of comic book movies. If you were never that into the characters going into it, then it might make you go, hmm. And I got to say, I, 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 I like some of the X-Men movies a lot. And then some of them, I'm just like, ugh, man. So that's every time I see a new X-Men trailer, I'm always like, They've, they're hit or miss. They're real hit yeah, or miss. Yeah. Like, where's this one going to land? Right. Like, is this, uh, I don't know. Like, is, So what are there, six of them now? This is the sixth X-Men movie? I well, believe so, yeah. You know, technically, you know, Deadpool is an X-Men movie. And then also uh, yeah. the first, you know, the two Wolverine movies. Are, oh, yeah, the two Wolverine co- I mean, the wo- first Wolverine movie was called X-Men Origins. Right. Oh, yeah, know? that second Wolverine movie was good. I liked that yeah, second that was Wolverine much, movie. Much yeah, much better than the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one I didn't understand. And so that, that guy at the end of the first one was Deadpool, the Ryan Reynolds with his mouth stone up. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, oh, weird. <laughs> it was a yeah, version. That movie had some problems. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm all right. I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. It's hard for me to get excited about anything else because Civil War looks so great. It does. Yeah. Civil uh, War to me looks. I'm so fired up for that. So then, anything else that is an adventure Civil War just makes me. I go. do what's uh, what's weird about that is I don't like Captain America is a little too much, too, a little too Superman for me as mm-hmm. a character. But the Captain America movies, I really like those right. movies. Right. Like I, I they, Winter like, Soldier was fantastic. Those, but even like the first two Captain America movies by, might be my favorite two Avengers movies. Ah, mm-hmm. interesting. Like they're it's way up there. Like uh, first of all, Tommy Lee Jones is in the first one. Yes. And that's always better than not <laughs> having Tommy Lee Jones in your movie. I don't he understand. Makes every movie better. It does. Yeah. Well, this is. I think that even a, when he's in a bad movie, you don't like the family. You don't. You don't blame him. You just go, "Oh, poor Tommy Lee Jones." Yeah, <laughs> like, got, they gave him a bad script. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why are they? Yeah, yeah, where it's like, why is he got to play the old guy right? now? He yeah. looks the same <laughs> yeah. as he did in '93. Right <laughs> in '83. Yeah. Why don't you let him be? Oh yeah, yeah. Black Moon Rising. Like yeah. he looks the same yeah. in the same. Uh, Criminal as he does in, in that movie. Yeah. Probably Moon Men Rising. in Black too. Yeah, Rolling mm-hmm. Thunder. He still mm-hmm. looked old in Rolling mm-hmm. Thunder, and that was like seventy-seven. <laughs> <laughs> so William right. Devane looked young in Rolling Thunder, right? And Tommy Lee Jones looks exactly the same. Wow. Yeah. All right. So now we did. We already talked about SWAT. Real quick, uh, Jeff. Let's Tears of the Sun. You just saw. No, we're just talking. That's a Fuqua movie. You just saw that. Oh on yeah. Netflix. See, I didn't know. I don't know about that movie. It was okay. It was pretty fun. I was. It wasn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. There was a whole lot was, of. Uh, as soon as you said it was pretty fun, I was thinking, well, this is an Empire of the Sun. Like I had, <laughs> I had the uh, the Steel so Spielberg the one Bruce in my head Willis, for a second. N- like Navy Seal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tears of the Sun, stopping in an African genocide in Africa or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, and I, I guess like I had to look it up when it was over to see if it was a true story because if it wasn't, it's so look at these look at these really nice white people. Right. Saving these black people from other black people. Right. It's just like I don't know if that's an allegory. But that's, <laughs> no, that's real just, garbage. No, that's casting. <laughs> yeah, that's like why? And then there's so, a scene so in the was, beginning what where What was the answer? Was it did you Google it? Was it a true story? It's based on something that happened to some Canadians mm-hmm. in Colombia. 
Where and then I saw that and I was like, that, that that's a better movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to watch that movie. <laughs> like make these guys Canadians and put right. it in Colombia. Don't right. like that's like then you got like cartels and whatever and like yeah. you can you have a whole lot to do with it. You don't just have uh, evil like some like these rebels right. Nigerian rebels just slaughtering villages and then America and then there's like a the dozen white guys and a doctor. Like right. a French doctor or whatever, all white. They're all white. There's one black guy in the troop with Bruce Willis, and he actually gives his approval. Says Bruce Willis is doing a good thing for his people. <laughs> like there's that scene that just is like, eh, eh, no, that's not good. What? Like, why? Are, this is very bad. Yeah. All right. Tears of the sun. And then they just walk around the woods, and there's I can't. I never could figure out why all those. Why was a whole fucking army chasing? 10 American Navy SEALs and a, <laughs> and a French doctor and 20 refugees. Right. Like, well, it was a whole fucking army. Because at the end, there's just like, there's just so many more. Right. They just keep coming and coming and coming. And you're like, this seems like a lot of people. Like, you guys don't know how to run a revolution. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in the capital city right now? All your troops are chasing these 40 people. <laughs> like, maniacs. So, all right, DVD, DVD and Blu-rays, uh, Ride Along 2. Now, these movies seem to go on DVD right after they're in the movie theater. Yeah, man. Like, I, um, uh, I, don't, I didn't see the first one. Did you see any of the Ride Along movies? I saw the first Ride Along movie. It made me laugh a lot. Mm. Really? Okay, yeah. cool. Like, just as far as being funny goes, it was very funny. I am all in on Kevin Hart. Right. It's very like, funny. Like, I can't, like, I, I am, I was mad that I missed Ride Along 2 in the theater. <laughs> I wanted to see it. Uh, well, he's doing right, right along with the rock next i can't CIA wait movie. for that movie right. that mm-hmm. central intelligence movie yeah. that movie looks so hilarious the rock is like a nerd in school and kevin hart's the cool guy and then they but like he had stopped growing in the sixth grade so now the rock is huge <laughs> like it's one of those things where like they have a kid play the rock but then oh they do this super weird thing in the trailer where they like cgi the face onto another person's body that's weird. Yeah, so the, but they like look young. Like right, it's kind of right. weirdly makes them look young. And it's, I don't think it's. Yeah, with Captain America, the first one. Played right. for real. Mm-hmm. I think it's played for. Uh, it's definitely played for gags. Everything's played for gags. Right. And it's, it looks so funny. All right. <laughs> uh, Krampus, this movie I was uh, kind of disappointed on. I was really excited to see it. I thought it'd be like another kind of cool christmas monstery movie like a gremlins or something but it just it had a weird, really weird tone and it, it it fell apart a little bit uh i saw gremlins for the first time last december really yeah wasn't allowed to watch it when i was a kid when i got to the point where i would be allowed to watch it i just kind of forgot right <laughs> and then i watched it last december and i probably should have seen it when i was a kid I looked- yeah yeah it, it's one of those movies that's like um, you see it kind of when you're younger and it's like one of your first scary movies. Yeah. It's kind of like an intro to it. Seeing it first as an adult probably didn't have the same impact. <laughs> well, the impact it had on me was, in a weird way, it reminded me of that movie Funny People. Because Funny People had those three big storylines and the the only one that I found interesting at all was how did the Jason Schwartzman and Seth Rogen characters stay friends? Oh, right. When mm-hmm. that guy gets a TV show, and the only reason, like, he's not a better comic or anything. He's just, right. uh, it's, you know, 90% of being on TV is that they have a, they have pictured someone 
And then you walk in and you look like what they imagined. Right. And they go, this is what it looks like in my head. So that's what he was good at, was looking like what that guy thought that <laughs> guy would look in his head. And Seth Rogen is just, like, he's a better comic, but he, they still, they're roommates and he's kind of a dick. Like, that's the story I wanted to see explored. And it was the one that was least right. touched on. Right. And Gremlins had a bunch of, like, a bunch of characters and whatever. And the only, like, the most interesting one and the one I want to see, I, I would watch 10 more movies about the mom. Right. Oh, right. Like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? That lady, like, those gremlins came out, and it just like, it seemed like she had been beaten down and under that dude's thumb, not physically or right. whatever, but, like, she had just kind of resigned herself to the super boring life of with her husband on the road trying to sell his fucking gizmos. And then the gremlins turn into monsters, and she turns into Sarah Connor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so there's no, there's no way she doesn't leave him. Right. When this is done, like right. she goes and gets a haircut, gets a fancy new dress. She starts working out. Suddenly yeah. she's in a band or something, or she goes to the police academy. Like she realizes she could be her own independent woman. Right. And that was the like the moment she killed all those gremlins in her kitchen. From then on, it should have just been about her. Right. Right. Thumb and Louise by herself. Just fuck this. It turns out I was just bored. Thought I was sick for seven years. It turns out I was bored. So, and the last movie on DVD speaking is... Speaking of a woman with a gun. Yeah, speaking of a woman with a gun, Jane Got a Gun. This is the Natalie Portman movie where... With Joel Edgerton. Yeah, and defending her her homestead. This is... this is. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't hear anything about this movie. It was in the theater for it like a minute. It came and went, yeah. It, came, it, it had a $25 million budget. It made uh, its opening weekend like $800,000. Right. <laughs> so I, I don't know... Is it one of those movies where I'm curious actually because I, is it one of those movies where it was just awful and they just it was a mistake and or just did, no one saw it or yeah they didn't market it correctly and it's like right. how did this not well I, I think we can say that it, there's a good chance it's at the very least it's both you know what I mean because you didn't even hear about it right so it for sure wasn't marketed correctly yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you host a movie podcast <laughs> you should have known it was out. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like, I wouldn't blame yourself for not knowing it was out, but I don't know that uh, it's got... Here, I'm looking it up. Eh, it's got a 5.7 on IMDb. Ian McGregor's in it, you know? Yeah. Know. It's got it's got some decent actors in it, so... It should be... Like, I, I wanted to see it. I do remember when it came out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it. And I can't... Uh, this feels like something when when you when I'm going to see it available somewhere on cable or Netflix. It'll or something. be on a plane. Yeah, or on a plane, and I'm going to go. Oh, you know what? And I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. All right. So that's it, why I just saw our brand yeah. is Crisis on a plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, I'll tell you what. I loved it on a plane. Oh, mm-hmm. great! Like, it's great for being on a plane. Like I don't know. I I don't know if I had gone to see it in the theater if I would have loved it, but. I'll tell you the if, circumstances. If you get you if, through two hours of a plane if you've ride, you've got a God mediocre or a bad movie. You should somehow be able to enable comments and ratings only if people seeing it on a plane. Right? Like, like oh all yeah, of a yeah. Everything there will be a plane rating. Yeah. yeah, there'll be a plane rating. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, they should have <laughs> yeah. the uh, critic score, the user score, and the plane and the rating. Score. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> score is like that was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because if it if it gets something bad on an airplane, then it's so it's bad. the yeah, worst movie complete, that's ever yeah, been made. completely unwatchable. Yeah, um, it's got forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Is Jane got a gun? Forty percent user score. All right. Bleh. So we want to talk about the uh, the site spotlight real quick. Scrugulous gives us an update on Freddie Prince Jr.'s career. So if you're curious, oh, check it out. We were talking about him in the last episode. Yeah. We're wondering what, what happened to Freddie Prince yep. Jr. Because he kind of 
All right. Go, so, go, yeah, so go, check it out. Go check it out. <laughs> on, the, on the message boards if you were curious. I just saw a commercial that he was in. Oh. Okay. For what? I don't know if it's in the if it's in Scrogulus's update. Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, right. Okay. So, and uh, as you guys I'm sure know, it is the last week of my Kickstarter. It will be over on um Monday night and it's going really well. Really appreciate the support. We're only a couple thousand away, but still it, there's still a couple thousand to go about three to four thousand left so really need your help and support to get to the end it's long ago and far away on kickstarter now we've been reading the comments but i'm going to start with a comment by from someone who emailed and is not a listener of the show oh fantastic colleen sent an email and said i like the look of the project but not the tone of the comments were these offensive comments really encouraged by you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, this is why I love the internet. Someone just misses the joke. Yeah, and, and just stumbles across oh, it. I'm like, well, is... what's going on? So, Jeff, to bring you up to speed, we've been telling fans that when you donate to his uh, Kickstarter, first we said, say, say fuck, then we said, say fuck stick. Or and then cockwagon. 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 So people were like, this looks awesome, cockwagon or whatever, and there's all these jokes. So then this poor Colleen, was like, oh, what an angry group of Kickstarter backers. <laughs> I was laughing out loud when I read that. Where do you think she came across you? Like, uh, did she probably, do- probably uh, browsing on Kickstarter? Like, right. So she just was whatever. She's just window shopping, scrolling through Kickstarter, yeah. seeing seeing what she could support. Well, that's nice of her. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Colleen. Yeah. You're adorable. Yeah. And then hit the comments. I'm like, oh, there's a well, lot of comments the- here. Let me check this out. Why are only angry people yeah. giving money to this thing? <laughs> yeah, Colleen. It seems like it. I feel like you might be a little repressed. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you should go ahead and leave some money. And then yeah. also type in Cockwagon? Yeah. Yeah. And then you should start fighting gremlins and yeah. leave whatever man that's yeah, keeping yeah. you down. Yep. Get, a Get guy. out of there. You don't even have to fight gremlins, Colleen. Just if, leave. If this, is, if this is how he has you living, just... It's Just a second leave. life. Yeah, cut and run. You're allowed. Yeah. And get some, have some hot sex where you're screaming bad words. Yeah, do, some, do, do something you don't even want to do. Yeah. Just right, like, get real weird with it. Yeah, ride a dude and just be like, "Yeah, you cockwagon." You know what I mean? Like really, and then t- leave it on the comments. Leave it on the comments, yeah. of course. Yeah, so, instead uh, of thinking all that shit, you probably think about your dumb husband. Why don't you say it out loud to some new guy? Yeah. Uh, the other thing we said too is to try to put it in a uh, movie reference. So oh, some, some, some people did all three. Real quick, hashtag Colleen's cockwagon. <laughs> Uh, Maggie B, as per your request, I jumped on the cockwagon to help out. Good luck. <laughs> Greg B, fuck yeah, I'm on the cockwagon. It's full of kitten hands and bright yellow palm strike shirts, just like home. <laughs> God bless you, sir. I'm going to send you a vase. <laughs> John, I really have to work cockwagon into a movie reference? Fine. Cockwagon starring John Wayne as the rim job kid. <laughs> Claire Trevor is Dale Ass, and Andy Devine is a guy named Buck that's here to fuck. Boom. Two movie reference and an F-bomb. Palm strike, mic drop. I, that's the one I wish I had a hidden camera on Colleen when she read that one. I'm like, what is going on? Why is he angry at the Duke? Wasn't Gary Cooper in Stagecock? <laughs> Stage, yeah, yeah. And the, and the sequel, Stagecock Wagon? I, I, think, I, think, I think we're getting to the comment that caused her to oh, okay. write. Okay. Uh, Evan Crawford. All the other fuck sticks comments inspired me to back this project just to be able to say fuck stick. 
Uh, Rochelle, I think this is the one that made her uh, email. Probably a bit late, but salutations from Australia. In honor of the douche canoes that keep on knocking your genius down, I give you this very Australian insult. Well, aren't you just a lovely shade of cunt today? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, thank you from down under. God bless you. (laughs) And then there's a disclaimer. This gets better. I realize this word is taboo in your nation, but here we use it like punctuation. Yeah, I know. Granted, in America, that word makes us act like cunts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Lantrip, Backer290, very excited to read this cockwagon of a book and interested in how much talent these fucksticks who made it really have. Glad to help out. (laughs) (laughs) I could listen to these all day. (laughs) Joshua Hammock, point of fecking order, my dear friends. I have pledged duty to this project in earbuds. By my reckoning, I am nor or will not ever be a shitcock. I will endeavor to never be inconsiderate or rude. So pledge and be not a quivering quim. Wow. <laughs> that was a great proclamation, yeah. friend. <laughs> and Dan McElroy, this is the cockwagon that CFN needs, not the fuckstick it deserves. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was a um, Dark Knight Rises yep. reference. Jeff T. Hall. Uh, this has got to be better, fucking better than Chris's appearance on DLM. Perform like a real cockwagon. Uh, who the fuck am I kidding? He's amazeballs, even though he loves the word nuance a little bit too much. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, allegory and nuance. Maybe Chris should yes. dial those back a little bit. Yeah, Seriously, well, someone, though. Someone's got to take care of the nerds yeah. part of the show. <laughs> nerds. Seriously, though, very proud of you and your fellow cockwagon, Graham. <laughs> Love from Nashville, Jeff. Uh, Mark Stockslager, if we can't fund this campaign, then we're all a bunch of cockwagons. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, Charlene Bronsel Long, this reminds me of the time I drove my cockwagon down to Tombstone. I had my princess bride by my side. As we traveled through the no country of old men whilst drinking milk, I had a dancer in the dark approach me on that dog day afternoon. She said the dark night rises out of Cloverfield. These two clerks told me, so I can't hardly wait until the world's end. We figured she was just clueless and bid her good night and good luck. 28 days later, we made it, and Wyatt Earp got us a brew at Beer Fest. It was just pleasant, Phil. That's fucking great. Yeah, that, that was what, 20 some movies, I think. Took some time. That was nice. Write. That was that nice work. Time. What uh, kind of maniac drinks milk in the yeah. car in <laughs> Arizona? Uh, David Ellerbrook. Well, What's here's nice my milk in the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Uh, David Ellerbrook, well, here's my fucking money, you fucks. (laughs) Nate Schomer, normally I don't swear, but I'll make a fucking exception for this. This book looks really funny, and I love your podcast. I'm very excited to see this book in earbuds. On a random note, what do you think of that John Candy movie, Cockwagons East? (laughs) (laughs) It was his last movie. It was really good. Uh, Robert Salisbury, fuck, I can't wait to read about this fuckstick and his cockwagon adventure. Uh, (laughs) Aaron Brungart, our, uh, our intern, oh, our intern. Get Busy Living or Get Busy Dying, fuckstick. Oh, nice. And they do Fresnay, the Shawshank Redemption. Nice. And the last one, Matt Trieste. Much better use of my money than seeing Batman versus Superman, consarnet. <laughs> Old timey swears count too, right? <laughs> so, nice. Uh, now, since this is the last week, you guys, there's still a week to put wonderful comments and finish the Kickstarter. We will still read them next week. Read we have all. one more. And then I want to make it harder because you guys are so good at this. I want you guys to tell me a story about a character named Ropespierre McCockwagon. <laughs> you can spell it any way you like. Ropespierre McCockwagon may be your mayor. He may be your friend. He may be your mortal enemy. But why... Is he involved in the story that made you to donate to the campaign? Oh. So uh, tell me a story. Maybe working Colleen as the hero yeah. somehow. <laughs> I think 
I'm Colleen. Yeah, so if she so. goes back and sees the uh, sees the comments, she gets to be the hero of right. a bunch of these <laughs> Rope stories. Rope Spear Cockwagon these stories. very <laughs> offensive stories yes. to her. So, so Rope <laughs> Colleen <laughs> is the hero of the Rope Spear Coming Cockwagon stories. So tell us, or if you want to use any of the other rules too, we won't limit you to the story about Rope Spear McCockwagon. If you just want to curse, that's fine. Sure. Um, it can be a free for all the next Hashtag uh, Colleen's Cockwagon. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that people would be like, I was going to donate money, but I really don't like typing swears. Yeah. yeah that's what held me off. You could do old timey swears too, like yeah. the last, uh, you could say consarnate. That's as fine if as If there's well. some swears that are native to your country? Yes. Like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And if there's, uh, say, you want to put a bleep in, that is fine sure, as well. Sure, sure. So I really appreciate it, guys. There this are so six days fun. left, and this is really fun. Give us one more week to read these. Um, <laughs> And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks again. And we're very close. So help get us to the end. Long ago and far away on Kickstarter. All right. Premiering this week, Keanu. This is the Key and Peele movie. I'm excited to see it. I think these guys are funny. I I thought that uh, Key and Peele were actually in the movie, but it looks like it really is just cats uh, in the film. Like the trailer is just cats. Like I'm not sure if that's kind of like a joke trailer or. I think you saw a joke trailer. I think it's a joke trailer. trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the other. They are in it for sure. Yeah. A bunch of the other trailers. I think it's hilarious that they made a movie. Where they have to save the cat. Right. Like, that's fucking hilarious. They, they might as well, like, if the cat had been named MacGuffin. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, exactly. just one step yeah. further. That's, that's, so, I mean, I love those guys. Key and Peele are really funny. And I, I think that that's so funny that they just went, okay, we just need a thin, thin premise to do right. all of our sketches. But it's almost like, go for it. It's like a super meta joke for, like, screenwriters right right like, like not even super meta it's I mean, not it, even really that meta but it that's definitely like, tricked me i thought it you know i saw that i saw the the fake cat trailer <laughs> where everyone's a cat it's, and I, it made me laugh i wasn't even counting keanu there's a chance three of my f- top five favorite movies are coming out in the next five months well, there you go the director is uh peter atencio who actually has directed a bunch of episodes obviously like 54 right. episodes of their show and so i'm like that makes me like okay they did it in the movie. They wrote it. They got their guy directing it. They know what they're doing. Like, let's let them go, man. I, mm. I'm excited to see these guys. In the, the trailer screen. looks so funny. I fucking, I'm, I, I, these guys, I love what they do. So right. it's going to be, I'm excited to see it. Can you guess what that other movie is going to be? What are my other three favorite? Yeah. What is it? Mother's Day. No. <laughs> you can't guess? No. The Nice Guys. <laughs> oh, Jeff Tate. <laughs> Well, you know, it's good getting a contrary opinion on the show every once in a while. We need yeah. all different types of views. You don't think that movie looks amazing? Mm, no. Yeah, I can't no. use that word with that movie. Uh-uh. Why? Because I don't think it looks amazing. Yeah. Shane Black has only written and directed one other movie that was not based on it Iron do- Man. It doesn't look nuanced enough to me. Oh, good <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> Enough, Chris. Well, it's a total Jesus Christ allegory. <laughs> Uh, and uh, the next mo- movie, of course, Mother's Day. It, it's, oh, Gary a, Marshall. What yeah. holidays do we got coming up next, buddy? He's done New Year's Eve. He's done Valentine's Day. Now we got Mother's Day. It's, you know, you know you're going to work every year as long as there's a holiday. That is, poster is like... Is he the guy that made Independence Day? <laughs> <laughs> it's The movie poster for this is the whitest... Like, it's... Oh, it's a movie poster for a white, all-white rom-com from 19... like. 80s? 1982. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, they, 
they're not even making new posters for these movies. No. no they, they have a template yeah. where they just switch out <laughs> actor faces. It's, it's some weird weird graphic search and replace. Yeah. You know, you just you hit okay, put this this uh, Yeah, these posters have no yeah. nuance. They might not have even <laughs> Like I'm pretty sure the three the three people on the poster for Mother's Day were on the poster for Valentine's Day. Right. Oh, of course. Of or course. Was the other one New Year's Eve? Like they were at least in Sure. Those. At right. least yeah. one of them. And it's like what it's like so all right. they all they had to do was change Julia Roberts' haircut. Right. Or how many times all right, take out Meg Ryan, put Anna Kendrick in. <laughs> right, exactly. Just- well they they did that twelve years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um and the next movie is Ratchet and Clank. Uh, this is a um, excuse me. An added, this is an animated movie. Oh. Uh based on the video game that came out a number of years ago. Oh. And it actually looks really fun. It's uh, the video game was fun. It was kinda like it sounds like a fake TV show on The Simpsons. It definitely does. It sounds it like a bunch does. of noises you'd hear yeah. from Tim yeah. Allen's garage. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's an alien and a robot that have big, giant, weird, crazy guns and go around and fight stuff in the in the universe. And uh, but it's got like a good sense of humor to it. So it's really like you know, there's guns that turn people into sheep. But it, it's like this. It, it hits oh. that. It's it's hits that weird kind of uh, that vibe where yeah, kids are interested, but there's also like some adult humor in it uh, like the games were so i'm actually looking forward to it because i enjoyed the games and uh, my kids are excited because they know the games and they want to see it so i'm hoping to do a decent job with the movie like it's one of those movies it doesn't have to be amazing it just has to like kind of be good enough to like at least make the video game fans happy so i'm hoping it at least gets to that um, that threshold. So we'll see. We'll be seeing it this week. Well, weekend. that's a pretty low bar. Those, it those is. video game fans are real. They're real inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm hoping it's good because the the games are always fun and funny. So I'm hoping that translates to a fun movie. All right. I keep hearing like a 70s cop chief. Like, Ratchet Clank, <laughs> get in here. Like that's what Which I... Which one's black? Yeah. <laughs> there's always the one that's black. Sure, it's probably Ratchet. Well, you know, there's no buddy. Is there a buddy cop movie where it's a dude and a lady other than the third Dirty Harry, where she was just there to teach Dirty Harry that women are also police officers? Yeah. Tyne Daly? Yeah. Uh, and then she di- he doesn't respect her until she dies. Yeah, and then she dies, then he respects her. He's like, no, I gotta go do this for you. Like, if he had just not been a dickhead the first time. 80 minutes of this movie, she might still be alive. Yeah, way to go, Harry. Fuck stick. Fuck stick. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking Clint wagon. Uh, so, that's our show. That is. A lot of, we covered a lot of we, ground. We, we, we banged through a lot of movies today. Yeah. I want to throw in one last movie. Yes. Uh, I know it's a little weird. It's out of nowhere, but the movie Diner, because Paul Reiser uses the word nuance quite well. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes. That's a great scene. He goes, you know what weird I'm, he's driving with Mickey Rourke, and he goes, you know what weird I'm not comfortable with? Nuance. <laughs> and then he's, he's talking about another word. I mean, you always knew where you stood with this other word. Mickey Rourke is just looking at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> then you go back, you find out that was all ad-libbed. Mickey Rourke really doesn't know what that means. <laughs> he didn't, no one knew they were rolling. <laughs> I, uh, it. I just saw a movie called A Night in Old Mexico with Robert Duvall. And some kid, and that that movie was super fun. Like right. I dug that movie. It's one of them Robert Duvall old guy limited release movies, but it's on Netflix, and it's it was good. Sweet, okay. all right. I like it. We covered this. Is, we've covered a lot of movies, a lot of movies in this episode, mm-hmm. which I like. And, and so, we're not done yet. No, because I yeah. mean, when the show's over, we have. I I need <laughs> to uh, well, berate you into liking Night Guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, that's our episode. Jeff Tate, where can people see you perform live? What do you got going? Don't you have a podcast as well? I do, I do. It's uh, my podcast takes many forms. It's called Jeff Tate's Mash Podcasto right now. Mm-hmm. It was called Afternoon Everybody, but I couldn't make Cheers episodes all the time. So some of the episodes are about Cheers. Some of them are. Uh, I have like four or five different kinds in the feed, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, justanotherclown.com is my website. I will be in Portland, Oregon, May eleventh, the night before there, I am, the twelfth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. So May eleventh, that Wednesday. So you could see me and Graham consecutively, or you can choose which <laughs> one you want to see. <laughs> Come to both. No, this yeah. is a real. This is good. Like I, I'm sure I'll be able to poach a lot of people who are like they listen to your podcast, but they're like, hmm, if I can only see one, <laughs> please see both. Uh, I'm and, sure we could work out some kind of deal. And you are your Twitter handle, <laughs> Jeff Tate ninety six G E O F F T A T ninety six, and uh, just in general, I like to uh, support an organization called SpeakerSilence.org. It's a nonprofit that provides pro bono counseling to the adult survivors of child sex abuse and child abuse. So if you need someone to talk to, hit them up. If you know someone, hit them up. Or if you just want to donate some money, they do, do a good job. Doesn't like, one of don't you donate one of your albums to? Haven't you? No, I have like I got shirts on my website that is like a click through link to another website called Zip Zoo mm-hmm. Apparel. And uh, the money from that you give the money from those shirts goes to that organization also. Give their they, website again. Zip Zoo Apparel. Not okay. Is where you can get my shirts, hot dogs and Gatorade, denim on denim, and the new the new shirt that has my name and like the Strokes logo. Right. Uh, you can buy those shirts there. They're good shirts, and the money that I make from those shirts, my cut goes to SpeakYourSilence.org. Nice, thanks, Jeff. Um, as Jeff said, I will be uh, I'm headlining Helium Comedy Club May 12th uh, in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Great club. Jeff's there May 11th. Uh, Are you doing AM Northwest? Uh probably. Probably. I'm doing it that morning, the uh, morning of the 11th. Oh, nice. I was try- I don't I fly in he emailed me, but I fly in on the 12th and I was like uh, I couldn't do it. Seems dumb to do it after, but it's still fun. I've always done that. I love that show and and Dave Anderson, one of the hosts passed away. He battled uh I think pancreatic cancer and he passed away last earlier this year which was kind of a bummer so we did it last year yeah we did it yeah, last yeah, year to promote um to the prop 90 thing or maybe it was a year and a half ago mm-hmm. uh so yeah i'm doing that uh i'm at uh may uh six and seven i'm at the zanies in saint charles and of course may 9th doing episode two of pop divas uh at the lab at the hollywood improv that's a six o'clock show that's free um and i will be releasing episode one of pop divas this week and then May 22nd, I am headlining the Irvine Improv uh, with Steve Gillespie, who... Um, he was on Conan last just night. Just on Conan last night. I was hanging out watching him. I've known him and his brothers for a long time. Yeah? Uh, Steve will be on a, an upcoming episode. So oh, great. Uh, if you're in any of those cities, come and support it. GrahamElwood.com, of course. I love, I love Steve Gillespie. Steve's, I, I, he's open for me so much. I've had so much fun with him on the road. And watching him last night do Conan was so cool. Did you go with him to Conan? No, I wasn't at the taping, but we all went to a bar and watched the East Coast feed at 8 o'clock. Oh, fantastic. And then Jen Kirkman was on it. And I tweeted about I was like, Jen Kirkman was pu- plugging her book. It was really cool. Oh, very cool. I love Conan. Mm-hmm. He, has, he has awesome people on his show, man. Yeah. He has really great people on his show. 
All right. That's well, it. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that is our show. A couple new things in the store. Just so you guys know, we have a new Dana Gould shirt, and then we'll be putting a couple other uh, new things as well. We'll be getting a new design for Thrilling Adventure Hour in another week or so. So, And as we say, you know, spend $20 with us once a year. That helps us keep the doors open. If you're debating on where to spend your 20 right now, if you haven't, do, to, do Chris's Kickstarter. Appreciate it, yes. support that, because that'll be a cool book when it's done that we'll sell in the store and yes. everything else. We'll mm-hmm. do cool stuff with that, so... I had to read all those Narnia books in the fourth grade, and uh, I can't wait to find out what they're up to now. <laughs> Edmund's got to be real fucked up. Uh, he's not right. That's, yeah, he's that's not the right. Of the comic. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't just I, I, guess. I know. It. <laughs> he was actually listening to your yeah. pitch. Chris. What? Oh my gosh! No, I heard it on uh, DLM. Oh, that's right. I heard the pitch on DLM. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jeff Tate. Uh, yeah, finally. Come on. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. We went to see Com- Cowboys, Cowboys versus, versus Aliens. Aliens. Yes. And it's... then we didn't even make an episode out of it. I know. It. We just had to sit through that thing <laughs> that I liked. <laughs> we didn't record. I guess we didn't. No, we didn't. We wasted a great opportunity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's been haunting me ever, ever since. since. <laughs> it's hung over this show like a cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sounds like a lot of you have been there. <laughs> Yes, yes. All right. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han shot first. Nuance. Nuance. <laughs>